Hi, and welcome to the Trail to Austin, the place to get to meet the people of Austin and find out how they became the people of Austin. I'm your host, Bob Morris. And joining us this week is uh, one of our guests we've had on before, and I thought it was time to catch up and and see what was going on in his world and, you know, kind of how he's rolling with the punches, as it were, you know, with things going on and constantly changing. So I'd like to welcome back uh, Eric Silverstein. How you doing, Eric? Thanks. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how my anticipation of this, you know, getting him back on was talk about how things are opening up and, and changing, you know, as we seem seemed to be coming out of this uh, pandemic, uh, you know, couple month and a half ago or so. And now it, it seems like things have changed overnight, but we'll get to that. Uh, one of the things, though, I wanted to do was talk to you about uh, you're doing some new things now as you as you were planning this year and jumping into a couple of new projects and things. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we just opened a counter service restaurant um, late July. Um, you know, we, we ran a pop up, pretty successful pop up a year ago. Uh, it was called Fat City. And so we ended up uh taking a year an entire year to uh essentially open a brick and mortar space um and it turns out that that brick and mortar space at the location we did that initial pop-up at so um we have a a a new kind of slider tenders fries soft serve concept fat city and it's right next to um yard bar basically took over their kitchen and it's, it's a separate space from their dog park but um, you know, we, we rebuilt their patio and, um, you know, kind of made it our own little, little outdoor space with a, you know, kind of nod to the old school burger joints. Yeah. Um, the reviews I've read of that have been super popular and I think it's popular with the dog crowd to be able to go grab a bite to eat while they're saying they're playing with their dogs. Yeah. I mean, certainly we you know, love to cater to, to that clientele. And then obviously anyone in the neighborhood and people that are, you know, families, people with kids that want to run around, we installed a nice little field for, uh, for kids. Um, we've got games out there. We, we redid the original putt putt holes from, you know, way back. And I would say probably the, like the seventies or eighties, um, that were existing on site. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool little spot, you know, very, very much a neighborhood spot. Nice. So, and we were also discussing that uh, you guys have opened something out at the airport, uh, catering to the crowds there as, there, as people are starting to fly again, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that unit actually opened back in 2018, so that's been around mm-hmm. for a while. But um, it was closed for a year. It was closed for actually over a full year with COVID. Um, it reopened, I want to say, like eight to ten weeks ago, um, but it's reopened with a very, very limited menu and a very, very, you know, limited schedule, um, largely due to just some, some pretty serious staffing issues out at the airport in general. Right. And is, was there another project you had going on? Well, I mean, we, we, we were testing a ghost kitchen, um, concept in, in Boise. Um, and that, that was really at the height of the pandemic when we launched, we launched, right in right around election time like november december and 
you know, that's still going and we're still testing that whole idea of, you know, can you take the brand to other markets, but just strictly virtually as, you know, without a physical presence. Um, you know, a lot of people are trying new things. Um, I think the one thing that the, the pandemic brought on was, you know, people trying to create and test unique business models um, that didn't necessarily require face-to-face interaction because of COVID. So um, that was one of the things that we we are still uh, still working on. Well, that's one of the things that that you know the first time we talked, I found interesting about you is you, you're always looking at things from different angles, and you know trying to figure out well, how can I make this work, you know, or something like that. So, yeah. As, well, I think during COVID, um, you know, I had some extra time on my hands. Uh, everything was so shut down. You know, we had one restaurant that was entirely closed, one restaurant that was just doing takeout. Um, my events and catering business was down 98%. Um, and so you're really just looking for something to take your mind off all the bad stuff, you know? Um, you don't want to just sit in your office or your house all day and think about how your business is uh, been crushed by a pandemic. So for me, I looked at any opportunity to get my mind off uh, the negative negative stuff and focus on something that had potential, you know, was, was better than nothing. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, like you said, while you've got time on your hands, it's good to try different concepts that you may have kind of had in the back of your mind. But when things were going gangbusters, it's like, I don't have time to mess with that right now. So, 100%. 100%. And I'll be very grateful when things go back to gangbusters, you know. I mean, we're, we're lucky to have restaurants being very, you know, performing very well given, given all the circumstances. Um, and we're still trying to work our way back up uh, with our events business. Although, you know, I would say leading up to this recent surge, things were looking really good, you know, um, and hopefully, hopefully they can, they can go back to that way. Um, but, you know, this whole ordeal for uh, a business like ours, which has a lot of legs is, you know, two and a half to three year recovery, which is, which is way more than I originally thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, you know, I think all of us were kind of hoping this would pass a pass away in you know six months or so or, or less, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and now it just seems to keep rearing its ugly head again. But I wanted to ask you about that when uh, we first started seeing people getting vaccinated, you know, and and venturing out a little bit. I mean, how mm-hmm. dramatic was the rise in in business? Did it take a while, or was it you know pretty? Uh, I wouldn't say it was like overnight. You know, um, it wasn't like overnight, like, you know, there's 50 people online, but, uh, it, it was dramatic and it was, uh, it was consistent, you know, consistent rise, you know, week over week gains, but a lot of, honestly, a lot of that had to do with us, uh, opening up more tables and seats. You know, we, we were in such a restricted floor plan for such an extended period of time that once we started opening up more seats, that inventory would get booked. So uh, I don't think it was just a com. I don't think it was just, Hey, people are vaccinated. They're going to go out and eat. 
I think it was also a combination of that and us opening up more more seats for people to dine in, which would naturally increase our sales. Right. Um, and we withheld opening those seats for long periods of time because of you know social distancing. Right. So, and as far as the, um, the event business, how was that coming back, or did do you see you know how's that going? I guess basically, did it get better for a while? Is it people a little more leery, or is it you know, hey, we're with our family, we can do this? Uh, I, we are looking at a potentially very strong last four months of the year, September, October, November, December, it really comes down to, uh, you know, whether our clients are, you know, comfortable with, you know, go forward with those events. I mean, originally the thought was, well, if you get these vaccines, then, you know, we should be good to go, you know? Right. Um, and I, and I think that perspective is important in all of this. Um, you know, vaccines do protect you and, um, they do work. Um, and so if you have, uh, you know, a hundred person wedding and, and everyone's vaccinated, then, or, or the people that want to be vaccinated are vaccinated then you know, maybe the, that client feels comfortable having that, having that event. So, um, so I don't think it's a, as dire a situation as it was a year ago. It's, it's, it's not like that. You know, we have some some weapons quote unquote at our disposal. Um, but it's just, you know, it feels like in this industry, we're fighting a battle every day, you know, because the, because the news that's out there and, and, and media articles and whatnot, um, they're not exactly promoting the businesses that I own. Right. Um, so I was thinking about the um, the vaccines and stuff like that, and how you know we are at least they're reporting that the um, if you do get it, it's much milder if you've been vaccinated and sure. stuff like that. So I think that's a positive. And um, but has that had any effect on you know your ability to staff things and and get people to come back to work and stuff like that, or did you have a big drop off mm. in number of employees? Yeah, I mean, staffing has been a consistent pain point, you know, for, I'd say, I don't know, 12 months, a year, the last year. Um, and I, I don't think I don't think you can point to one thing. You know, I don't think you can just point to, hey, there's COVID, so people are more uncomfortable coming back to work. Or I don't think you can just point to unemployment right. benefits. I mean, I think there's a lot of factors in this whole thing. Um and I don't fully understand it, to be honest with you, because it's not just um, our industry that's suffering. It's it's the airline industry. It's uh, it's the trucking industry, right? It's uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of industries that are short staffed right now. Um, I don't know where those employees went. Or I really don't know how this this is or has played out. Um, what I do know is that I don't think the fear of getting COVID is what is uh, prohibiting people from working in the restaurant business. I think that's a mild factor, if, if any. I think the bigger problem lies somewhere else. 
Um, and there's, you know, there's some people that have stated, well, maybe, maybe these individuals don't feel like coming back to work because they were all laid off and by, you know, by the industry and they're saying, well, you know, screw you, you know, you laid me off. And, and I, and I understand that, you know, I mean, we, we did lay a lot of people off. Um, uh, but there's, you know, also our side of things, which is we're being told to shut down. Right. Uh, we can't operate our business and the government hasn't come out and said how they're going to help us. So what are we supposed to do from our shoes? You know, um, it, so it's, it's a lose-lose scenario in that case. Yeah, I mean, as a guy who's been in the tech industry and laid off numerous times when things start going bad, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you have to just kind of go, well, that's, it's either that or go out of business, you know, and not have people to go back to work. Right. I, I think what people don't understand is we, we laid a lot of people off, but we didn't lay everyone off and we mm -hmm. took losses before the government ever intervened. You know, we had a number, we were willing to lose up to half a million dollars before we were going to reevaluate things. Um, and so we were, we were taking our losses every month um, initially. And so, you know, even, even with the layoffs, we're still losing money. Right. Yeah. So d what did the government ever wind up doing? Yeah, I mean, I know well, the, I mean, the government came out with their PPP loans, right? right. Their, their payroll protection program loans, which, which they really had to revise and edit for, for them to make sense for our business, our industry. Um, they came out with the first round, then they came out with the second round. Uh, and then they came out with a, a restaurant-specific act that um, funded some restaurants, not all of them. Um, and, you know, I think there was like 30 billion, close to $30 billion in that fund geared specifically towards restaurants. So, I mean, the government did a lot. Um, I think the issue really has been the, does the way that, that businesses were funded and the amounts and the calculations, do they make sense? Um, which that's another topic, but in terms of like the money being thrown out there, like, you know, restaurants definitely had help for sure. Well, I know from friends in other industries that, you know, from time to time have have gotten government uh, assistance or worked with government programs. Part of the biggest problem is knowing how to go get it and what you need to do to get, you know, the paperwork you need to fill out, everything else. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. The initial PPP loans, you know, you were kind of clawing at, clawing at, uh, at the bank and, you know, basically just doing whatever you can to move your application up so you, so you can get, get the money through the door. But after that, it was pretty straightforward. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, yeah. I hadn't heard. I mean, I know the first round they were talking about was, you know, you had to have a friend who was a banker basically <laughs> to move up the chain much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, we did, we definitely, you know, leaned on our contacts to try and push that through the, through the door. So what are you, um, what are you hearing from the other restaurateurs here in town and, and what they're looking at right now? Uh, I think, 
it's kind of all across the board, you know. I think some people are um, still growing, you know, and still optimistic about the future. Um, I think some people are a little bit more, uh, you know, burned out. <laughs> uh, you know, just trying to navigate this 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 new climate. Um, but you know, I think everyone's feeling a certain amount of uncertainty given where things have been and where they are currently. Yeah, I mean that that really has been a disappointment, and I don't know, you know, what your thoughts are on what the city councils and city government's doing right now as far as reaction to this thing. Um, you know, which thing? Well, the new spike in COVID. Oh, what's their reaction? Oh well, you know they're putting out putting forth recommendations about where what you should do and what you shouldn't do, right. you know, and a lot of it is. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the recommendations, unfortunately are, are, you know, don't, don't dine in restaurants or right. that's some of the re- recommendations. Um, uh, yeah, that one's a tough one. That one's a tough one. You know, I, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't support that one, obviously. Right. <laughs> well, that's why I'm sitting there thinking you get, it's like your elected officials are not helping. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's ironic about that is Austin, you know, they had like a COVID uh, grant for businesses and, you know, the city did uh, declined both of my uh, grant uh, submissions. For, for, so the city didn't help me out, but the city's, you know, constantly saying close your restaurant. Um, so that's, you know, that's tough. Um, yeah. You know, how long can you do that for? You know, we're we're no longer in a in a place where landlords are deferring rent. Uh, they're certainly not abating rent. Um, you know, the cost of doing business is going up. You know, restaurants are a volume based business. Right. You know, the the profits are in maximizing your capacity, not in in just trying to sell food out your back door. That's just not how it works. We were up in Boston last week, and um, they did something interesting. There was this one area of, of town with a lot of restaurants on the same street, and they just yeah. blocked the street off and let them all set up yeah. tables out front. And, you know, I didn't see our city necessarily doing anything creative like that to try to help. Yeah, I mean, they did that in New York, too. Um, you know, this the city did have some like permits that they had to like create more outdoor space. Um, I think they've been pretty lenient with that aspect as long as you were willing to create the space. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know if we have like the, the kind of like this, the layout and like the, the grids, right. the street grids downtown, like similar to Boston and New York, you know? Um, but I think if you were intuitive and creative, you could create that outdoor dining space in some way, somehow, and just get every seat counts. Every seat matters, right. you know, um, especially when you're at limited capacity inside. No, I just appreciate up there that the, the city was putting up the barriers and the, the signage and right. all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like, well, you know, at least they're being helpful. <laughs> so Sure. I, I could see. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. Yeah. So, um, 
Well, I, you know, like I said, I just wanted to kind of do this to catch up, see where you're at, see how things are going. What, what have you got planned yeah. coming up? I mean, we're, I mean, you know, I don't, I just, I don't feel like we make the plans anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like the plans are kind of made for us. So, I mean, we're, we're going to keep checking along. You know, we want to execute on our events in the fall. We want to continue to rebuild our business at the airport. We want to continue to build or book a business at the restaurants. And I mean, try not to think about this too much. I mean, although you really can't, can't shake it. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, we're just living in a very gray area right now. I, I, don't, I don't remember the last time we talked. I mean, what, when was it? What month was that? It? I don't remember the date. It was, I believe it's about June of last year. So we were still pretty new. In wow. So over a month ago. Yeah. Or over a year ago. Right. So, um, wow, time flies. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're in a better place, you know, but I think we're in a better place. Yeah. Um, you know, I think back then we were having, we had such limited, you know, seats and things are very uncertain. Um, so I think we're in a better place, but. I predict that it's going to be, you know, choppy through the rest of the year. Yeah. No, I mean, that was one of the things, like I said, why I wanted to get you back on is because last year you were, you were going through things in your head and you could tell you were trying to figure, formulate how you were going to react to this. So it was, yeah, I figured, well, you know, now that things are changed, the landscape's changed again. Let's see what Eric's up to. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, I think it, I think the landscape will continue to change and uh, we'll just have to react accordingly. But um, anything is in play for me at this point. You know, I, I would expect anything is possible and we'll, we'll just, I, I really just can't worry about things I can't control and I just can't no. control this thing. So it, it's just out of my control, you know, so no, you, I do what I can on my end. And yeah. That's what I was going to say. You do, that. you react to it however you can react to it and you know it's kind of like play the cards that were dealt you you know unfortunately but yeah, yeah. you've done a good yeah. job of that so far so well, i appreciate that i appreciate that and um i think that you know some businesses are even reacting to things uh and then you know being told well hey you can't react this way um you know like uh, i don't know if you just saw like this uh restaurant group that owns Laundrette and Fraces. They came out oh, yeah. uh, Monday and said, Hey, you know, we're going to require you to um, have a vaccination card for indoor dining. And uh, somehow, some way TABC put the kibosh on that. And they said that um, if you want to maintain your license, you can't ask anyone for their, their vaccination card. And I guess it was through a new, new Senate bill that just passed or something. And so I thought that was interesting. Um, and, and I'm not, I look, I'm not getting political on this. I, I, I'm kind of leaving politics out of it. I just thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, a private business was not able to do that. And, um, well, sure. You forever, you had no shoes, that, no shirt, you know, what's that? Oh, I said forever. You've had no shoes, no shirt, no service, you know, because it was a private business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's interesting to see this thing. I think it's going to continue to play out, you know, Um, but that was interesting to see. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing you can say that the last year hasn't been interesting, good or bad. (laughs) It's at least been, you know, I think it's been a learning experience for everybody. Oh, yeah. Scary one, but it's, it's a learning experience. Well, absolutely. I don't want to keep you too long tonight, but um, just anything you want to plug. Tell us what you got going on. Any new books? Well, restaurants are still open. You know, I ask your listeners to come check us out. And, you know, we've got this new spot called Fat City. Uh, it's at 6700 Burnett Road. It's outdoors. So if you're worried about dining inside, you don't, don't worry. There's no opportunity to do it there. So it's all outside and, um, you know, really kind of a throwback counter burger stand. So, um, yeah, check it out, fatcitystacks.com. Okay, and, of course, uh, Bar Peach and the Peach Tortilla. Yep. Yep, Bar Peach, the Peach Tortilla, both open. Both both have indoor outdoor dining. Yeah, we'd love to see people there. Okay. Hey, and did you I was asked, did you have any new books out or anything, or just the one? You want to point people yeah, to? I mean, no, I don't have any new books out, no. Okay. <laughs> No, not none right now. You know, maybe in a couple of years when things things uh, kind of loosen up. I think you know I've really liked where I've seen these ghost kitchen ideas. So that may be fun to try out in some more markets and see if you can get any traction there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, we're looking at maybe trying it out in Plano and seeing how that goes. So yeah, those people are reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, well, it's good to have you on again. I appreciate you coming back. Um, best of luck on things, and yeah, we'll check in with you from time to time and see how things are going. You got it. Thanks, Bob. All right, Take thank care. you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Take care. Bye.